0: to a new way of being being well welcome to body mind and soul healing conversations
1: <laughs> are you ready for a camping challenge Cows kill more Americans each year than snake bites. According to the CDC, five Americans per year die from snake bites, while cows kill 22. If you are ready for a change in your camping habits, give cowboy camping a try. Cowboy camping is when you sleep at night without a tent or camper. You just use a sleeping bag. This style of camping gets its name from how cowboys slept in old Western movies. My favorite TV Western is Cheyenne. It starred Clint Walker as Cheyenne Body. Walker was a big man, but Cheyenne was a kind hearted drifter who helped right wrongs in the cities he visited. James Garner, who, if you're over 40, will remember as Rockford, and if you're under 40, he plays the older version of Ryan Gosling's character in the notebook, was supposed to play Cheyenne, but he missed the phone call. At least one time in every episode of Cheyenne, he ends up sleeping on the ground next to the campfire. And that was the inspiration for Mark Wilcox's latest book guide, Cowboy Camping. Valeria interviews Mark Wilcox. He is the author of Cowboy Camping, a guide for camping without a tent, camping tips and tricks, and several other books on camping. Mark is also the co-founder of Camping Forge, a website about camping and backpacking. He once backpacked 100 miles in 90 days. After 25 years in IT, Mark has made it his mission to help people enjoy the outdoors. Mark has published over 31 books on camping, backpacking, and outdoor survival. Meet Mark at campingforge.com. Here's the interview with Mark Wilcox.
0: In your own words, who is Mark Wilcox?
2: Howdy, everybody. My name is Mark Wilcox. I am the co-founder of a website called Camping Forge, where we uh, help people learn how to get into uh, camping, uh, backpacking, uh, and however they like to enjoy it, whether you want to go super primitive and like outdoor survival, or if you want to fully glamp out your experience.
0: Oh, wow. That sounds Wonderful to me as an introduction. And the follow-up question is, what inspired you to become interested in camping? What is about camping that attracted you yeah. so much?
2: So, uh, yeah, so the, I've always liked being in the outdoors. Let's you say where I'm from. I, I currently live in uh, the Dallas, Texas area, and I grew up in uh, about two hours south of where I live now in a place called Waco, Texas. And I grew up um, as many people uh, in my generation, so I'm a Gen Xer. But we were still, I think, through we the last generation that was really heavily involved in Boy Scouts. And uh, my dad was my scout master. And I went all the way from Cub Scout all the way to Eagle Scout. And I camped quite a bit uh, during my youth. Then when I got to be an adult, I uh, stopped camping for, well, I joke, I, says, I stopped camping in tents and started camping in hotels because I was a traveling consultant for 20 years. Then when uh, I was able to, uh, Stop that uh, well one of the benefits of of the uh, you know, the, the, the lockdown era was we, were, we showed everybody that we could i didn't have to travel on site to tell to answer people's questions I could do it remotely and when I didn't have to travel all the time it gave me time to go back out and start camping again and my friend Tina called me to uh, she uh, wasn't she liked to camp in rVs and we, we got together and thought we would uh, start a, a blog together and I thought she would write about RVs and I would write about uh, uh, tent camping and backpacking and started doing that. And I met a couple friends who, uh, and all of us are uh, blessed enough that we have uh, families and jobs that allow us to go <laughs> pretty frequently. And I have a wife who says, uh, I see her Monday through Friday and if, uh, uh, if I want to go camping on the weekends, she doesn't, uh, you, know, you know, she wants to be out of the house, I guess just to say.
0: That sounds really good. It sounds like fun to me, you know, camping. I'm um, used to it. I, ha- I think I have never done it. Maybe one time yeah. on the beach. But it just sounds more like fun and also very light in a in sense of being close to nature. There's something about um, the lightness, I mean, almost in a sense of healing. It feels just so incredible to be out there. I'm wondering why so many people like my husband, he's from New York and even even to take his shoes off when we go to the beach, you know, he has a hard time doing that. He walks <laughs> on the sand using his sneakers. <laughs> I cannot believe it. So, yeah. how do you make sense of that mark in a way? Why yeah. Well,
2: I was a joke about saying about yeah. I don't. I I, I understand your husband's reluctance mm-hmm. about walking on the sand and, and barefoot for. for, for uh, beach sand's a whole different experience, like oh, okay. and I say that for a person who's very pale. I've been sunburned <laughs> very badly on my feet, so um, uh, you sometimes. Will, uh, so I don't blame him on the beach, but in general, I the answer to your question. What it is is we grow up uh, and we're become so accustomed to having everything being perfect in our house and we're, we don't, uh, mm-hmm. encourage discomfort. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and so okay. when we, when we go out and mm-hmm. we, and we sometimes, and also I would say is, what happens is people, we, it's just human nature. We want to watch dramatic things. And so when you're watching outdoor movies or TV shows or just even news or, you know, things that pop up and things that go viral on social media, it's always the most extreme. And you're always like, oh, there's like, could be a, on the beach. Maybe your husband saw a, a video about, you know, you know, deadly jellyfish of Australia, <laughs> not understanding like that's one little kilometer of a beach in Australia not right not every right. every beach in the world uh yes. or people uh like here in, I live in like I said uh central texas there's no bears there's not been bears here for you know a few centuries people will go outside they won't go camping cuz they're afraid of a bear <laughs> yeah uh, right yes. and so people have this thing uh
0: mm. and
2: and I'll talk about it. sometimes when you go outdoors it's it's you know if you didn't grow up camping you're, it is hard to know how to keep yourself comfortable and i I, before we we started i talked about how i like taking new people out camping and doing my best to make sure they have an enjoyable time uh and but even that i guess camping meaning sleeping outside is like that's that's a bit extreme so you know i can understand for baby steps but like just get outside and go visit a park go go walk on a beach go um Go find and maybe just have a local arboretum uh, or, uh, you know, a little, I guess just a little park just to go out and and walk around. And you don't, I would say, yeah, I'm again, a person who lives in Texas, uh, depending on the year, I would not, I would warn you not to. I it to walk barefoot <laughs> into the woods <laughs> yes. there are things on, there are things on the ground that uh, yes. uh that can yeah. cause you pain uh so you know wear, wear yeah. shoes uh but other than that but if you're on mm-hmm. ice green grass you know exactly where you're st- watching where you're stepping hey yeah go barefoot it's always it's always feels that the clean grass through your toes does feel does feel nice mm,
0: yes and this is something also that scientific proved in a way. I believe these days, I think it's called grounding. Have you heard about electromagnetic field that's really good for the body? It just balances the system. So especially the nervous system. So there's something you just said about discomfort. It seems like we the human species, not as a whole, but probably most of us have become almost like allergic to the idea of being uncomfortable right mark
2: yeah oh yeah, i would totally agree with that you are so right the people are are aller- i love that phrase allergic to being uncomfortable right. and and it's ironic because we, we all know growth comes from being mm,
0: uncomfortable yeah. regardless whatever yeah,
2: and, yeah. And, and 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 we're not even talking about real yeah discomfort you like like this past saturday i went yeah. camping uh we were uh it was a winery uh, um, about an hour from my house. I met a friend up there. The, the winery has a, a campsite on property with their vineyards. Very beautiful property. Uh-huh. Very, I mean, very, very pretty. Yeah. Now, it, was, uh, it was cold that night, but like I said, there was no threat of rain. There was no threat of wind, which are the two biggest things you have to worry about when you go outdoors, both from a, just a comfort level and a safety level. I will say... Again, when you're going outdoors, some of these things, it's not just discomfort. It can be, it can become dangerous, but we were with, I, I slept, you know, I slept I, w- within arm's reach of my car. So if, even though I was sleeping outside without my tent, if, if, if the weather had turned bad on me, I was easily, t- I could get into, uh, into my car right quickly. I wasn't, uh, I was having an adventure. I wasn't being stupid.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah. So you're prepared. Uh, yes.
2: Yes. Uh, so, uh, but the, but meanwhile, because I, I was trying to encourage my buddy, who's he is, is similar to you. He's brand new to camping. I mean, but he's trying, and he and I was trying to persuade him to like, hey, just ditch the tent. This is the night where you, you can try it, and our cars are right here. So if you do get cold, or the the vineyard had a warm, uh, they had showers on site, and the shower room the showers were heated. I said so if you got cold, you could go in there and warm up. And, but it's sort of funny how people still can't, they still have to like take these baby steps to, to there. He still felt a little bit more safer with the, you know, with the thin material of his tent. Um, and, well, but I'll wrap it up by saying in the morning we woke up, it was, um, it had gotten below freezing. And, uh, and I I remember waking up about 730 in the morning because the sun came up over the hills and I was like, oh, I'm warm. I'm feeling good. I I, I had properly prepared. I had all my blankets. So I was feeling good. And we got in my, about an hour later, I got him up. Because uh, we had agreed to wait till the temperature sun came up a little bit. And got up and I asked him how he slept. He's like, I slept miserable. <laughs>
0: uh, I was very honest. Yeah.
2: And <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you got to get prepared. You, you know, he's still a beginner. You got to take time. But yeah. Uh, you know, it did prove, it did please prove my point was like, just your tent alone is not going to make, make you sleep comfortable at night. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So it's taken the baby steps if we're beginners like myself yeah. and your friend. But I wanted to ask you a question about, you know, this idea of, again, discomfort, getting comfortable with yeah. being uncomfortable. That is okay, yeah. such a powerful topic, you know, overcoming fears and being ready for challenges in life because that's what really we are here for, right? In a way, we need to be ready for anything that could happen. So with that being said, the question for you is, have you uh, noticed the change within yourself regarding facing challenges after all these years' campaign, Mark?
2: Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Oh, yes. I'm glad you asked. Yeah, my my most profound thing uh, happened to me uh, would have been two years ago. Uh, I have, like a lot of people. We have anxiety just I mean, this reason before I went on my camping trip, and specifically this trip, what it was, I, I backpacked uh, twenty-six miles uh, through uh, what's called Big Bend National Park. Uh, it's in Southwest Texas. It's even by Texas standards, it's remote. Uh, I know you said you're you're from uh, from Europe, and I mean this is one of these things where like you know. We we hide a country
1: <laughs> inside <laughs>
2: yeah. the entire state, and yeah. so it's still, even from huh. da- even from Dallas, it was a ten hour drive. Wow! wow. And um, and so we backpacked uh, over a week, of mountains, very remote, in a desert. We had to put we had to drive ahead at certain campsites and put water because there's no water in in the area. And uh, and so it was a little. I mean, yeah, some of my anxiety was just nervous about going on a trip like this, but I'm just talking about my life in general, Have stressful job, uh, pressure on that. And I remember at the end of that week, when I got done, uh, it, I just felt this profound calmness. It's only I can, I can explain it as this. I do remember coming back to work going like, oh yeah, there's 14 disasters going on. I am responsible for solving all of them. They are all quote unquote important. Uh, but I was, you know, but I'm like, Oh, but I'm very calm. Even, well, and thankfully that the first message that came to me was over, uh, Slack and not a phone call. Cause I might've had a good, I might've been sent to HR because <laughs> I was like the day before I'm like, I was on the side of a mountain trying not to die. I understand your, the sales deal is important, but like calm down. <laughs>
0: yes. Right. Wow. So you see that connection again, right? We becoming more resilient. I think that's a very good word to use when it comes to that. It's becoming not just stronger, but resilient, kind of going through whatever challenges that we are going through within the body uh, or perceived fear, and then getting out of that state faster to being able to do that, having the tools. And that takes training. So I think camping Um, comes across to me as a training for the mind and body at so many levels, actually.
2: Oh, you're right. I didn't really thought about that. But I, I agree. totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah, really.
0: That's what it, it's coming to me as a message. Like, oh, that's a training. Would be a training in my case. I mean, I had enough, <laughs> enough challenges and a lot of coping. I think I'm, I'm good now. But uh, I love the idea of being outside. And I'm always outside looking for the opportunity to be out there in nature. So um, I want to mention now, before we talk about meditation and, and actually spiritual experiences, you have written, gosh, like 31 books on the top <laughs> of him. <laughs> That's amazing. Like a camping expert, <laughs> camper lover. So the yeah. latest book is Cowboy Camping, A Guide yes. for Camping Without a Tent or Camping Tips yep. and Tricks. And I also want to mention that, again, you mentioned at the beginning, you're the co-founder co-found- of Camping Forge uh, as well. And, yep. and I'll be asking more questions about that. So sure. going back to the topic, and even before the meditation and spiritual experiences, there's something funny that you said, I think in your book, yeah, I have your book, The Cowboy Campy. Oh, 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 thank you. And I, I read there, you talk about cows. <laughs> Most people killed, actually, so 22 people get killed yes. a year, more than snakes, right? More people yes. die from. so. That, I mean, I never heard about that before. How, how could this happen? Just people walking around cows, sleeping around them. <laughs> yeah. How, how, did this, uh, that was, yeah. I mean, it's funny, but not funny, really.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say most of them, I think most of the, the uh, fortunately, most people killed by, by cows are, I think are it's workplace accidents. There's, you know, people, there, uh, uh, cowboys working on farms and ranches and, and something happens and, and well, I live in texas i've never was never a cowboy, but my father in law he was he he uh uh he passed away a couple of years ago but uh he was a real legit cowboy and he could tell me yeah i mean cows are these giant animals yes, you, so cute. you do anger them uh, you can, <laughs> really? uh, they um, will they can seriously harm you uh, and there yeah. are occasional people who uh usually drunken male teenagers <laughs> who uh, uh sneak on farms and and uh you know, make the cows angry, but, uh, uh, but, but part of the thing that inspired me to learn that fact was, uh, was a YouTuber. Um, and she, uh, she had, she had an encounter. She was a camp. She was one of the camping YouTubers and she woke up in a field and she was car camping. She was driving, living out of her, uh, uh, out of her, uh, vehicle and opened the door. And there was a cow standing there, and she was very happy by saying, "Oh, hi, cow! Nice. I'm a vegetarian. I'm not going to harm <laughs> you." And then the cow head butted her. Oh <laughs> my God! And, and she really? had to rush the hospital. She had a cut in her head, a concussion, uh-huh. and then that's what. The, and that's she was the first person who told me that because uh-huh. the doctor told her that yeah, about a hundred people a year globally are killed by cows more than people you know die from uh, bears and uh yeah yeah so uh that's one of the things yeah in the the united states deer kill 600 people a year car accidents
0: Wow.
2: and uh um, it's so these are like you said yeah people were always more so terrified of snakes or so terrified of bears which again you should take you should take these animals you should respect them uh but if you follow some very simple tactics you're uh, or techniques you're not going to you probably never see one of these animals like I have all my times if camping here in Texas and I know there's snakes everywhere I go I have never seen a venomous snake in the wild the only time I've ever seen a venomous snake was uh, in a friend's backyard
0: right uh, <laughs> you see you're making a very good point yes that's actually it's safe, like you said. If you're prepared, and of course we have to be aware, right? Our surroundings, to always attentive, but not in a paranoid way. I love the idea of going to nature and relaxing, and not you know, overthinking uh, and being fearful.
2: Yeah, I, I, I will say real quick, this I just tell her, if you're going out there. I mean, because a lot of times you go off, and watch, particularly with social media and YouTube, you'll go off and you'll start. You'll be naturally you want to watch people doing extreme stuff. That's not how most people camp. Most people are going to go to a, a prepared campground or the car is going to be, you know, less, you know, a few meters away, a few a hundred yards away in, in American terms. Yeah. <laughs> and so, right. and you're going to have a nice tent. Um, you'll probably have electricity. You'll have running water. You'll have a real toilet. So it's, you can go out there and enjoy being outdoors, but without having to give up everything of society and, and also most importantly, keep yourself safe.
0: Yes, that's, that's a huge one. For, for most of us, I think it's just an intelligent thing to do, right? Keep safety in mind. I want to go back to that comment. So I got that wrong, right? Cows kill more people than bears. And then you also mentioned something else that was funny, dogs. I think that's when right. I mixed up dogs with snakes. You said dogs are more dangerous than snakes, actually.
2: Dogs are most dangerous. You are correct <laughs> to say, I would say, at least <laughs> in the United States, cows are definitely more dangerous than, than bears and snakes. Right. I don't know about Worldwide, snakes probably kill more people, just because mm-hmm. if you're out in the jungle yeah. somewhere and you can't get treatment. Uh, but yeah, dogs. Dogs are. I'm much more yes. of the scariest animals <laughs> encounters I've ever personally had in the outdoors of all involved. Dogs.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
2: and I love dogs. I have a pet dog. Yes. But it's, I mean, you know, it's it's you know people, particularly if you're hiking. Well, I say the closest I've ever gotten to a serious injury was at a state park, and somebody was walking their dog. And the dog just I wasn't doing anything. we were just normal like we were coming back uh coming back to our campsite uh after a night hike, and they were walking their dog just on the road by the campgrounds, and for whatever reason, that dog snapped at me and i mean if he if he had actually bitten me, I would have had to go to the emergency room i mean I may have even lost use of my hand. I was up you know that kind of a big of a dog um meanwhile, wildlife most well, I said it's funny thing because that was also the same night I, I encountered my first alligator, and like I said, "I and as soon as the, and I didn't even know the alligator was there. He he jumped back <laughs> in the water as soon as I got close to him. Yeah, and, yeah. uh compared to the dog who who's who, and yeah, the dog. I don't blame the dog. It was I don't you know mm. blame more the owners not yes. keeping better control of the dog because right. uh, the dog was probably again the dog was like it's night there's. It You can't see me, but I'm I'm six, six foot four and I'm I'm, on paper. I'm the same average height and weight of an NFL linebacker. So I'm a, to that dog, I'm an imposing Mm. unknown figure coming to it and its owner. So I get it. But on the other hand, you know, it's, it does remind me that uh, (laughs) the animals I'm most worried about are not uh, really the uh, uh, the stuff of horror movies.
0: Yes. Right. See, because this. There's a lot of that. Let's say the commercial, commercialized kind of portrayal of animals and and human the human experience in in general. Because what you said earlier too about you know people looking for extremes to see what. Uh, they believe it to be something exceptional and all that but it's just propaganda in a way it's entertainment right what we see on tv movies and it's, all it's that it's entertainment
2: <laughs> yeah, there is some propaganda but i don't want i don't want to get myself i don't want to get myself the trouble <laughs> yes. there but uh, uh, well I, for example we'll talk about bears i mean bears are a successful story uh, it doesn't get talked about how much we've done conserving bears uh, um the, so I do want to say we do do a good job for humans for, you know, bear, like the polar bear population is doing much better than it was. But yeah, you're right. Overall, it's just, you know, we, it's more entertaining to watch a movie called Cocaine yes. Bear than to watch, you know, watch out the fact that bears will yes. run away from you 99% yes, of the time. Yes, right. You
0: see, because that's what they're doing too. It's safety. It's all about safety for yeah. them. Yeah. Your book, Cowboy Camping. Talk to me about yeah. the main purpose of writing the book, Mark. I have the, the outline yeah. here, just in case. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, it's funny because I was, I was, I was out, like, one of the things I was doing this morning, for, morning before I got on the call was working on my uh, working on outlining for an update and perhaps might even expand it into a full uh, course now. Beautiful. I got inspired. I started, like a lot of people, started car camping, which just means you're going, you're not necessarily sleeping in your car, it just means every, you're carrying everything with your car and uh then i got interested into backpacking and when i because i live here in texas where we go backpacking often is uh, desert kind of conditions i uh, just i realized it was much just you know, <laughs> i could say 5 pounds of weight uh by leaving my tent at home and and because i do have some i have uh Survival skill knowledge. I knew that if worst case scenario, if I did had surprise rainstorm, for example, I had a poncho with me. And I could fashion that into a, a, a tent. I realized how much more enjoyable that was for camping, and how much time, how much weight and time it saved. I don't waste time <laughs> setting up and taking down a tent. And uh, and then I had done some more mark just as a business person, done some market research, and realized there. There was interest in it, and there wasn't any good books or articles out there uh, on the topic. So I decided to, to write it, um, but with also an emphasis on the book about that. It's kind of, a well, on one hand, it's the simplest way to camp. You put down your sleeping bag, and you're, you're done. On the other hand, it is an advanced topic because you do have to account for uh, the weather and bugs. uh more than you do when, uh, you're just like tent camping uh, for the biggest reason why you use reason, the reason why we use tents is, uh, because it protects us against the rain, wind, and they all have bug nets uh, nowadays. So that keeps the bugs out. And so you do have to take some extra precautions there, and that's why I thought I'd, I'd write the book and, and now it's been uh, a few years since I've, uh, wrote the first edition. I realized oh I can come in and I've done you know I've 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 done um, dozens of nights and <laughs> miles of, of cowboy camping in all sorts of conditions. I wanna update now and say, okay, here's here are the lessons you can use to camp uh in almost anything, any weather, uh using very minimal equipment uh for for people who, who wanna like, you know. Add more adventure mm. to their camping.
0: Yes! Wow, you you cover everything from my well, my perspective that it's not really a knowledgeable one about camping, but it looks very comprehensive. You have pretty much everything that I could think of. Mice, bears, uh, bears, and then how to sleep, while, how to sleep, how the, yep. the gear, and then the setup camp to um, snakes, spiders, mosquitoes. I mean, you're covering everything here. So, this would you say it's um, considered would be for somebody who has some experience camping? Yep.
2: Yes. Yeah. So I would say it's for better for the for, uh, two. I would say the two people who are probably most interested in are people, somebody who's more experienced. I'll take that back. Keep it simple, Mark. Yeah. It's it's bad for somebody who's some basic experience with camping. So this would not – cowboy camping is not your – not a good way to get introduced to camping just because there's – it's harder to deal with uh, keeping yourself particularly warm. And some people just, again, they – if they – they have a feeling i could, there's something in human mind that says if if i can't see outside yeah <laughs> i can't see yeah. you know, I, I can't see the critters that are around me I, and you know and I'll <laughs> point now, if I go yeah. camping and i can 't <laughs> hear the wildlife, if i can't hear if i can't <laughs> see uh stars, if i can't mm. see. Uh, the shadows moving in the night, which are usually just mice or squirrels, okay. mm-hmm. uh, that I have a hard—I t- have a harder time sleeping under those conditions than if I'm sleeping just straight out right. in the open.
0: Ah, uh, so there's this factor too. Yeah, I, see, I can't think that way because I have never had the experience. How would I sleep right. better hearing the noise or not? Yeah, that—that's. I'll leave that to my imagination. Now I'm trying to visualize that, e- but it sounds—I mean, yep. just the um, overall idea of being in nature, just that it's so inspiring to me. And let's, let's get to the topic of meditation because most people, that's what they use. I mean, I want to, I don't want to use the word use nature, but they just go out in nature for that reason to meditate. So how did you find this way of being in nature as in a meditative one?
2: Yeah, well, the the way it, it realized is that I think the fun, most important tenet of meditation is not like doing mm and mantras and that. It is it is what it really, from, to me, is being quiet and avoiding distractions. And so, which it's also, that is something hard for people to do, even in the outdoors. I mean, I am thankful, like, now we have things like Starlink, which means I can get high-speed internet anywhere on the planet, which some people really hate, because they're like, "Oh, <laughs> I don't want the internet when I'm on a camping trip. I'm green. like, well, I could tell you, your phone has an off <laughs> button. <Yeah. laughs> but you know, other hand, uh, like I'm married, I like being able to text my wife to let her know that I'm safe. Uh, I like to be able to know where, where I'm going. So, you know, GPS, because paper maps are not updated as frequently anymore. Uh, or, if, uh, I know, so I know where I'm going, uh, I can check the weather and uh but anyway it's more you know i could turn you say we can turn these things off and to me it's being still and then i also believe it, it, it is so much easier to meditate once the sun goes down and hopefully if you can get into a camp site that has at least more stars than you can see in your backyard uh, a lot of us live in cities and you know there's just a lot of light pollution and i'm not I'm not here to rant on that. That's, you know, I'm not against, I'm not against electricity. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's just a fact of life. Yeah. And when you uh, can remember sitting, laying on my back in, in, the, uh, in Big Bend National Park, which is known as the darkest skies in, in uh, the United States, uh, the, and you just see all these thousands of stars. You can't help but just one, stop thinking about everything else in your life. Everything, you realize how small we are and how impressive we are, which I can maybe segue into our talk about spirituality. And I think just being quiet. Uh, and you don't have to go that, now that I think I'm about it, you don't have to go that extreme. Like last March, I had a, a really stressful month at work. It was a really busy month at work. Um And I, I went on a camp out with my buddy and we – Went to this place uh, where, of all things, we have access to a waterfall. Waterfalls are really rare for Texas. They're not very common. And and this wasn't a very tall waterfall, but it was a waterfall. And uh, I put my chair next to it. I just put my chair in a campsite uh, where I could be right next to the waterfall. And I just sat there for eight hours. I didn't move. I think my I think my friend was about ready to call the ambulance. To make <laughs> it's, sure I was not <laughs> it's not moving. It's not moving. But in a movie, yeah. And I said, and I'm a person who does when I go out. I mean, my thing is, I'll take my phone and I, I like to listen to podcasts uh, and audio books as my way of uh, relaxation the outdoors, know, way to catch up on things that I'm interested in. I can't always have time to do when I'm at home. And uh, but there, I, I didn't even have my phone in. I didn't have my earbuds. And he, that's why I said I was really just a of. Uh, like it goes back to that phrase, grounding, just sitting there. I wasn't and doing my best to not think about anything, just letting the mind relax. Because it's something we don't. And it goes back to the discomfort. I think talking about the ultimate discomfort modern Western humans have is the lack of. We 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 are so scared of boredom. We're terrified of boredom, and and meanwhile, I'm like. Well, many things in our blessings things in our life sometimes came out of being. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, or if you're a creative person, boredom is really important. Boredom is where you get the ideas. Boredom is where you start con- connecting the dots. Your mind has to just empty itself to where it can refill itself with, uh, uh, with, with ideas. And, and so, and again, it just has to be yes. still.
0: Oh, I love all that. What's not to love about that wisdom? Yes, Mark. Um, Emptying the mind or resting the mind, right? You said relaxing, resting. I found interesting what you, the way you said, I think you phrased before spiritual feelings you had. So you said spiritual feelings and you just mentioned like, you know, thinking about life in a different way or about your life in general. So is that your idea of spirituality? I'm just wondering how do you, what is your spiritual views of yourself in the world?
2: yeah so uh yeah i mean you know i there uh i think i would say um yeah, I'm not gonna get into mm-hmm. like is there a god or mm-hmm. a simulation yeah, or good. whatever i don't know you I know mean, i'll let the that, whole that's that's a that's that's a three balls of wine campfire conversation uh, <laughs> but, but uh but anyway, you know I would say in general i view it is that i think when you're out well, I would say this on my big Ben trip, particularly it, there was just enough things that happened or may, maybe thought like my rational side said, okay, no, this is, you know, luck or just serendipity. Uh, other hand, I feel like maybe there was, uh, some, uh, some other, uh, some other power that was involved. And I can, if we have time, we can talk about that in more detail, but, uh, um, the, well, I got one story on that one. I'll say, say that. Uh, the, but I just say it's that. But, but most importantly, I think from a spiritual standpoint, I think what's most important is it's not like who created this, who created us, who's you know answering prayers, not answering prayers. It's recognizing that we only have one life, even if we're reincarnated. This life is one time, right? Or this this one is it, uh, and that we uh, are and to make the most of it that in and the best that you in whatever i mean situation you can uh, and also i would say getting out there when you see i, would, I hope everybody at some point does not have to be a full camp out it, even if you just drive out in the countryside for an hour at night on a clear clear moonless night no moon so you can see as many stars as possible and you look up and you can't even make out the constellations because there's just too many stars that's when you realize exactly how small we are, in the universe, and how lucky we are, how blessed we are. I mean, maybe there are aliens, well, but you know, they're 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 a billion miles away from here. So they're not, it's you, uh, and so I always like to think that, um, you know, and, and that's where it comes down to me as this reminding that we have one life, make the most of it, and ultimately, yeah, we're all not that.
0: <laughs> yes, wow, interesting messages that I I somewhat have to agree with, right? Having this experience being whatever this is, which we call an experience life. I don't even, we just come up with labels, right? Those intellectual understandings. But yes, whatever this is, it's just... um, It is happening. It's undeniable that we're aware of all these, you know, the body, the mind, all the people. It seems to to exist. But yeah, that's true. You know, I talk to a lot of people here about what is to live in a life with meaning to the fullest, you know, exploring as much as we can. I don't know, Mark. For me, it goes back to very simple things. One, yeah, being present, always in the moment and present as, as much as possible. And also kindness, love. There's something about that that kind of, I don't know, it brings everything into harmony when I think about, you know, treating myself with kindness, others, and everything else. There's something happens. So I don't know what comes first is that if it is being, you know, present (laughs) brings up the kindness and love or being loving (laughs) makes us more present. I don't know. But there's something, there is a connection there. I connect
2: yeah, well, I would say it starts with intention, I think. If you have intention to say, I want to be kind, I want to be loving, I want to be present, I want to, as much as possible, have a positive attitude. Uh, one of the things my friends also tease me is about my love for William Shatner's Captain Kirk. And I always think about there's a there's a movie where the heat, they think, is, is Star Trek 2 Rathicon for the uber geeks out there. Where they're trapped on this planet, this asteroid. And there's a time, uh, Kirk thinks, you know, you think he's like, you've never seen the movie before. You think he's, they're trapped. They're never going to get off the planet. Meanwhile, his first order business is, well, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. We haven't anything to eat. (laughs) And he's like, because it's the first order of survival, making sure you got something to eat and drink. Mm -hmm. And and I think, and that's a fundamental thing. That's a positive Mm -hmm. choice. You're Mm -hmm. saying, yeah, he he was saying, that, yeah, we might get trapped on this asteroid, and people find themselves uh, in really bad situations, but uh, it's, if you don't, um, I'm not making a lot of them, I mean, there's some really horrible things that are happening, I know that, but still, I think if you can figure out, um, like, if something bad happens, take a moment, acknowledge it, accept it, but then start thinking, okay, what's the, how am I going to make the best out of this situation? And, because then, and the reason why that is because, not to say it's a good time, but that gets your mind start working and the, it, the more of the brain will get focused on how to make mm-hmm. that happen. Yes. Instead <laughs> and, of
0: focusing on the problem, just focusing on the solution, right? finding solution for the problem. And also, I heard something interesting by somebody else. I think it was one of my guests. Yes. When I asked him or her, I don't remember, well, how do you make sense of suffering? And I remember they said, "Ah, uh, I don't make sense of suffering, I make meaning out of it
2: oh wow that's that's deep, yeah, that's great i think yeah i think uh because yeah, it, i and it's always a tough one, you know, for the theologians, like how do you make sense of su- whatever religion, how do you make sense of it yeah, and I, I think that's right there's there's no not everything in life has to have meaning, like I even had that conversation about someone that asked me about the other day about like uh, some movie, like what was the purpose of that movie? I'm like, I said, you know, sometimes it's just <laughs> to make you laugh and just because you're, you know, one of a good time, you know, <laughs> yes. it's okay. It is okay to, to have a, to watch a movie and uh, enjoy it or yeah. uh, watch two you huh. know, watch two bunnies chase each other around the yard. There's no purpose wow. beyond it. Just uh. being, you know, being mm. in that moment. Mm. Uh, and same thing with, I think on the flip side of that is uh, mm. I guess the only thing I think of, I'd say about suffering is that if you can get through it, then it is, makes you enjoy the happiness uh, on the side. Oh, because I'll tell you what. It's, um, speaking of this, I just watched last week um, this new, the new Japanese Godzilla movie called Godzilla Minus One. And it's ironic to think that this would be the touch point. But the, I think this movie is one of the most powerful movies I've ever seen. And I don't mean that in any kind of silly way. I said, I told my wife, I said, you could take the monster out of the movie and it'd be a powerful movie. It's one of those movies where they had to have a monster just make the movie because they made it like a really like about world war two, there'd been too much negative reaction. And the fund the main character goes through a lot of suffering. He goes through a lot, so much suffering to the point where the end becomes the hero of the movie, um, that, you know, it just made it so much better. It made us, it, it made it, uh, it made it, uh, and, and I was, and suffering was a fundamental part of that movie where the, the Japanese people were just talking about how much stuff they'd gone through. Uh, and as I said, it was really one of those, par- I, Ironically, I said, "You want to talk a movie about watching for resilience? Yeah, it's Godzilla minus one, <laughs> even though it does have a monster Godzilla in it. Uh, you know, and maybe that, if, for example, maybe I tell you get your husband to watch the movie. Yeah, you, know, you can watch it just to, uh, to to realize. Oh wait, Mark said yeah, there's this thing, this story, and you'll see like, oh, Mark was not kidding. Yeah, I'm
0: writing down here. Um, I love you. See those? Yeah, it's, I always try to find meaning in, in a sense of uh, inspiration, really. It's almost like yeah. a celebration. Of, yeah. You know, seeing some people that, that go through a lot of suffering and then they, I mean, they're just amazing people. I, I have to say, I'm not saying that I'm amazing, but I went through a lot of suffering in life, really like bad stuff. And I have a very positive attitude. And I don't know how that happened, really. Sometimes I just it gets me thinking about life itself, just looking out for its own good, supporting itself. And looking for balance. And like I said to you off record, I believe we are are not apart from nature. So nature is always looking for harmony, you know, to go back to balance. And I think humans too, you know, if we are not well, we're always looking, seeking healing, right?
2: Oh, yeah. So there's something
0: about that. But thank you for sharing that yeah, with us here, um, Mark Godzilla. I will look into the Japanese <laughs> and see. I, I there's know, I, know. There. I said
2: you're, you're going to think, you're going to think <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. I'm just saying, give it a oh, shot. Yes. It is isn't subtitles, so I warn you. I'm yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know, if you have to uh, wait till it comes on home video, so you can pause. It's 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 it's, uh, no. it's 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 a very entertaining movie, but it had a lot deeper meaning to it. Cause like I said, I want I went in the movie just wanted to see a giant monster movie <laughs> flick it came out I was crying in parts of the movie it was so moving uh,
0: yeah you see <laughs> yeah you see we have sometimes misconceptions it's good to, to remain yeah. open right I love this yeah. idea of being curious yeah. and open so thank you for sharing that too and we're almost at the end I do have a few more yeah. questions for you the sure, ending questions. Yeah. Something that you said that didn't leave me for some reason, you mentioned about feeling unimportant in a way, very small when we are in contact with uh, the grandiosity of life, you know, this. But if you think the other way too, we are aware of these things that which we call big, amazing. And the only reason um, we are, we are experiencing them is because we are here. There's something here that's, you know, that's in the presence of this grandiose you know so-called world so i don't know mark i think that makes us not just humans but everything that's here that exists important but not important in the sense of e- an egotistic way but in a uh, it's a it's a celebration of life again like wow i'm <laughs> i'm uh, you know I'm, I'm having this opportunity to experience this how amazing so that in itself is incredible don't you think
2: Oh, yeah, right. I was going to say, I was say, uh, yeah, I, I realize I, I always come back to a, a lot of life, I guess the fancy term is say duality, but I would say it's barbell, right? Mm. On one hand, yeah. it's important to remember, like, we're not, we are not that important. On the other hand, it's, you know, to mm. to our loved ones, to our friends, family, we are, to our coworkers, <laughs> we are important. We are, and I didn't say we're not important, just remember yes. that uh, not to get yourself too wound up and thinking how important you are mm. overall. Mm. Um, the uh, But, yeah, we are important. And, and, and I love that thing about saying how small things are, because, for example, it's uh, mosquitoes, of course, are like a big annoyance when you go camping. Um, Meanwhile, there's so many animals uh, out there that uh, <coughs> uh, that they, they depend, if the mosquitoes disappeared, they would die. Right. And we would mm-hmm. die with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or to think about a little broader, yeah. talking about like outer space when they get in these conversations about life. Uh, because another reason why I got into camping was I had an interest in astronomy Uh, Not that I have fancy telescopes or anything like that. I thought I was going to invest in some of that. I've not gotten around to it yet. But um, as part of my studying on that, I realized that, you know, we think there's moons here in the solar system uh, that have uh, water on them. And every place on planet Earth where we we have found water, uh, even if there's not been sunlight, we have found life. And I said, so there's there's a good chance we do have life in the solar system. But it's not. Little Green Man was, you know, Starship Enterprise. It could be just bacteria. And I just think that is still so cool. That is still so profound. I mean, that talk about how you would change, upend everything on Earth, knowing that there is life outside of us, even if it was just bacteria or maybe small insects or small shrimp, is just, to me, mind-blowing. Uh, and, and yeah, like I said, yeah, everything in life is important. Everything You are still important. You are important to your loved ones. Don't take... Uh, That completely out of context. But other hand, it's just to think. It's more like I say. It was more like when you realize you see all these stars and that realize that it's to keep the ego in check. Mm,
0: Yes, you know. Yes, yes, yes. A billion times that I have heard. Also, somebody say you know a a scientist said you know I used to think that spirituality or anything spiritual was the opposite of that would be materialism, but it's really egotism. So. Spiritual. the opposite of of being spiritual is being egotistical, having an ego in a sense of feeling separated from everything else. And I think that's when that sense of importance, quote unquote, comes in when we think that, you know, for me, that has been the case that we are, everything's interconnected. I don't see a separation between me and you and the microphone and the street outside. (laughs) Everything's like, ah. I'm just part of this natural world, anything that's here, and also supernatural and everything that can be experienced I'm part of it because it is an experience that I can have from that perspective. Of course, we can experience the sun or right, right. the moon or <laughs> the sun That's a different kind of experience that's right but we still can witness all that it, that becomes an experience in itself, feeling you know being in contact w- with whatever. That uh, those energies are, but there's something about the interconnectedness of everything that makes me feel not important, but in a state of of celebration. Like ah, it's just you know feeling joyful for that reason alone. Um,
2: Yes, yeah, I know. I just think yeah, I totally agree. That's why I love some of these documentaries about life that's on really extreme conditions. I remember watching there's a there's a movie it's Maybe it's 20 years old now. It's The March of the Penguins. It's about the penguins uh, who live in Antarctica. And I've always thought this is an interesting reaction when people see that movie. Most of the reaction is people get very sad by watching the penguins who, because uh, what happens is the penguins know when they eventually got to go back in the water, the seals are waiting for them because circle of life, like the, that they are. And so the penguins do not want to jump in the water, and some of the penguins get pushed in. And it's not a good outcome for those penguins. And I came out and I was so amazed at the movie. My wife was still sad about the penguins who didn't make it. And I thought, no, I says, look what these penguins do to make sure that even in the worst place on earth to live, the next generation goes on. And yeah, it's sad. I'm wrong. I was sad to watch what happened to the penguins, but as penguins my favorite animal. But uh, it's, like I said, but it's amazing what life does to 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 go to to make it to the next generation. And that is the that's all that ultimate matters in life is that life has to life will go to Jurassic Park. Life life finds a way. Uh, and I'm uh, and it's again. I think it also ties back to like yeah, we are all we are connected. We all play a part. We all play our own part. It's important. And another reason why to keep yourself uh, um, in a positive attitude as much as possible. And sometimes, really, what, what's the point of meditation? It's to reset your brain, so you stop talking the stuff that keeps you from being happy. I figure sometimes. Sometimes I think. I mean, don't wrong there. I mean, if you're get your talk to a therapist, talk to a doctor, make sure there's nothing physically wrong and illness. But beyond that, it's making sure that uh, uh, just getting yourself still and reconnected, uh, get yourself away from the distractions that who may be trying to make money just by you being unhappy.
0: Mm, and, yes, Mark.
2: Mm-hmm. And and giving yourself a chance to to breathe and realize, okay, here's here's how I go. Here's how I go forward.
0: Mm, wow, what a great message! Yes, because meditation brings quietude, brings clarity, right, yeah. of mind. Yeah. Thank you. how wonderful and camping let's go back to the your own i <laughs> mean what you do that's beautiful camping gives us this opportunity it's a beautiful so inspirational i keep using the word inspiration because it is thank you so much for what you do Mark. Oh, thank you and thank oh. you for being open to these questions and to the conversation you oh, took a different direction but you were right there so thank you for that
2: Oh, no, I, I appreciate it because, uh, you know, I, I'm always happy to you know, talk about camping gear and all that. But, you know, what? it gets a little old at times. So I'm glad to have I'm in reverse. I'm happy to glad we had this kind of conversation. It was really, really nice change of pace. Yeah,
0: thank you. I really appreciate that, too. So before I ask you my ending questions, I have a technical one here. Do you offer through your website, do you offer a camping coach as well? Do you guide others online, offline?
2: Sure. Yeah. If, you, if anybody wants kind of help or like where there's like helping you get finding what gear to, to buy or anything like that or just how to get started, where to go camping. Yeah, go ahead and just um, just uh, there's a contact form on the website just to Google up Camping Forge uh, on Google and you'll find the website or campingforge.com if you're old school.
0: Wonderful to know. I'll have the link on the podcast profile. So campingforge.com. And before we say goodbye for today, I know I have an idea about probably how we're going to answer this question, at least for one one item, but I'll ask anyway. I do ask all my guests this question. What three experiences you wish everyone to have before they die?
2: Oh, wow. Okay. The, wow, well, all three, well, yeah, so first off, I, thinking, I think you should, everybody <laughs> should see, well, I don't know about camping, I'll say at least go see, what well, yeah, I think everybody should go camping at least once, yeah, I'll, I'll be on brand here. Uh, everybody should go camping at least once. The second thing is, uh, camping will probably lead you to the second most, I think, the uh, second thing, which is to see, be able to see, see the Milky Way at least once. Uh, that means you'll see every star possible in the sky. Uh, and the third thing uh, I, I think is to um, um, meet somebody who can be, uh, well, third experience. What would be third? I think everybody should at least once have a, um, a fantastic meal. Uh, yes. Right. <laughs> yes. That's one yeah, I mean, I mean I we're moving, a, a fantastic meal that you didn't have to cook.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. How wonderful. I apologize for saying camping, like right for the first one. And I know you're about to say something else probably, right? Well, you? No, yeah.
2: well that's okay. Yeah, no, it's good. You kept me on brand. I was I would have flipped number one and number two. I would have said, hey, everybody go see the stars, see the Milky Way. Uh, the, the best way to probably do that would be to be camping. Uh, but like I said anything to get you outdoors, uh, and, uh, and you know, Hey, look, your best meal might actually be a camping meal. So.
0: Mm, yes. Wow. You see, I think one of the best experiences that I think when I go back, it was on the beach, having yeah. a bunch of people, you're singing, like yeah. you know, they had that fire oh, yeah. bonfire. And then we all, I mean, that never left me that experience it was not really a camping experience, I think per se, yeah. but was just right. amazing. I never forgotten that. Never.
2: Yeah, no, I'd encourage that. Like I said we I'm, I have a friend who has property in East Texas and we hold a camp out once a month uh during uh the non summer months here in Texas and that's the big thing. Everybody wants to we get we'll have fifty, sixty people out there and I would say forty only twenty if we're lucky, twenty people will stay overnight, forty people will go home, and it's because yeah, the fellowship of the campfire is is magical. Um Maybe I guess maybe I'll change my third answer though. As I say, the magic of a campfire enjoy the magic of a campfire with friends and family. Uh, and even if the fr- and if you did mm-hmm. even if the friends were str- and even better, <laughs> if the friends were strangers when the fire was lit. Uh,
0: yes, right. That's beautiful. Well, wow. I also love the um how you wonder a lot about the sky. You know, you, you mentioned throughout yeah. the interview, uh look yeah. at the stars, the Milky Way, and uh yeah, there's something about see like almost in awe with this mystery right yeah, with, um,
2: yeah with, i yeah i was yeah, i i mm-hmm. grew up fascinated with space and i've never quite given it up uh well it's a, here's one thing we'll tag on here at the end is, is another thing too is uh particularly if you're someone who's trying to become a creator or online is always don't feel you have to be so niched down so only focused on one thing people humans can be you can be multi multi passionate people. <laughs> I mean as soon as we hang up here, I'm gonna have to go to do my job and my day job. I'm the number one world expert on a particular type of technology. And they don't and many people don't even know I I even know what a star looks like <laughs> much less account much less on my camping experience, and then my camping friends don't really don't know I can like they think I can't even turn on a computer so
0: wow, <laughs> wow. interesting right see you have you have been exploring like the experience of being a human from different angles and not really concerned with the contradiction if it is right some people think yeah exactly yeah.
2: and then my football friends don't know I know either one of those things. Right. <laughs> yes you
0: see that's beautiful. Hmm yes dancing with life as it is. Thank you so much for being you mark it's really a lot of fun meaningful fun so oh, hey,
2: my pleasure my pleasure you Thank enjoy you.
0: yourself take care Bye. of yourself and we'll talk soon. We'll be in touch again. Bye for right. now Sounds Mark. Good. Thank right. you. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more about Mark Wilcox and his work, please visit campingforge.com.
0: To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.